and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice, episode 156. I'm Gonzo. I'm Cappy. And John is on his way back. where John goes. <laughs> Which is not back yet, and i got to fix my camera on this one. This one also, is... I'm not actually reading Color Out of Space uh, right now, and it is also not 3 p.m. Central, so I'm going to change that. Thank you. I'm going to fix your picture on this too, Kathy, because you... Can't I... Why can't I edit that? And I'm John. <laughs> A day late, dollar short. <laughs> Sorry. I had to do the ice cube tray. I needed to refill it. Got to keep up the work. Got to be nice. You empty it, you fill it up. Yep type thing so um like i said today's if you're in the pre-ramble today's going to be uh, a hodgepodge day we're going to talk about a few different subjects uh we're going to talk about some video games um we're going to talk about some of the the gamestop news that's going on uh i'm going to be working on a miniature um but before we do that let's go ahead and get uh our our business out of the way we want to thank metalhead minis lynn um for hosting our stuff and for selling our things that we have out there you should see a link pop up every so often uh, to our products, which we have dice, measuring widgets, so on and so forth, many multiple things. She also sells our Warfare Weekend because she is my other partner in that. Um, the dice and everything from uh, Warfare Weekend, which um, we are on a go for right now. Whether you know we're we're just like everybody else in the industry, we are a I go since we're in November. But if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Um, then we got to thank uh, Tectonic Craft Studios, Dan the Man, uh, which has uh, gifted us some product to give away. And the Muse on Minis, uh, thanks to them for hosting our files and helping us get it out to everybody, uh, which you can find us on all platforms out there, no matter where you are, and no matter what RSS feeds that you want to try to program you use to get our RSS feed. And we are a creature creator, so you'll see us paint some of the models. Most likely Kathy will, more than me. Uh, although I do have some models because I will be playing a little bit of Judgment uh, once the new rules get finalized. You have some creature caster models that eventually here I'll be painting with uh, with oils at some point. So, um, John, do we have any tributes this week? Uh, Cloris Leachman. Which, yeah. I mean, she was what, 98 or, or? Survey says 1926 to 2021, so 94, 95. There's 94. Most magic is quoting 98. IMDb says 94. Oh, punch it out. Either way. Um, Very close to 95. <laughs> it, it, it's interesting because I went back and started looking at because I mean, I know who the person is uh, and started looking back on all this stuff. And uh, I was like, man. I mean, 98 is a long time to live. 94 yeah. is a long time to live. And the amount of movies and TV shows and things she was in is outrageous. Well, I've been scrolling for a bit, and I'm just hitting 1999 here. Yeah, you, you're going to scroll for a long time. Because I went through the entire list looking at it and trying to figure it out. Yeah, um, uh, she might be most known for... She played uh, Granny in the Beverly, Hillb Beverly Hillbillies mo Billy's movie. Yep. Speaking um 
I mean, the movie that I know her most from is from Young Frankenstein, of course. Yes. That's her favorite. That's so funny because I'm I'm remembering her from the Mary Tyler Moore show. That, another good one. Another and one, yes. uh, yeah. The Facts of Life. The Facts of Life, yep. Yeah. And uh, she, was the, she was the mean grandma in uh, Malcolm in the Middle, I think. Yeah. Never saw Malcolm in the Middle, but okay. So yeah, she has. She has She's been, been a lot of stuff. Anything. She had a long story career. Yes, which is it's interesting. I was like, because I mean, I haven't heard her doing anything in forever. Because I mean, she's ninety something years old. But you're like, yep, I remember those things. Uh her later is a lot of. Uh, she did a lot of voice acting too. Yes, I think she was like some superhero voice acting or. A lot of, yeah, cart- did, a lot of uh, cartoons. Rainy goodness and a lot of the uh, Justice League DC stuff. Yeah. But no, she was working right up there. I mean, her last, she was working right up in the 2020. Oh, yeah. Um. I don't. Oh, that... hey, Hinton, I didn't see you sneak in there. Let's see, what else? I think that was about it. It's the only one I, I recall seeing. Yeah. So. John, what are you drinking tonight, by the way? Uh, I'm doing a Moscow mule. I was deciding what kind of mule to do or a dark and stormy. I decided for a Moscow mule. Gotcha. <clears throat> Kathy? I am uh, drinking uh, rum and coke. Rum and coke. Uh, I'm going to try something. This was a good gift from um, Captain Mizzy. A Nitro American Milk Stout. So I'm going to pop this open and we're going to try this because I've drank most of that reasonably corrupt black lager. Ooh, did you hear that? Yeah. It's that nitro going off. Um, <laughs> so, um, guys, be safe out there. Protect yourself. Wear a mask. Sanitize. Wash your hands. Don't go out unless you have to. Be careful. I mean, we like seeing everybody here. Um, so from all of us, to all of y'all, cheers. Cheers. Mizzy says pour it in a glass, Gonzo, you barbarian. Nope, not going in a glass. Cannot go in a glass. What do you mean cannot? I mean, it can. I'm just not getting my ass up to pour it in a glass. (laughs) You have to have the proper glassware to drink something like that. I've got a few of those, but I'm not going to do that. I actually have a Games Workshop uh, beer stein that I don't use too much because I don't drink beer should use it more often for other mixed drinks but hey or to put uh paintbrushes in it's a little high class for that (laughs) so so let's see (laughs) i know right captain mizzy blasphemer it's not as chocolatey as i thought it would be or mocha i should say say chocolate it's a it's a mocha notes Usually when stuff is like a mocha or a chocolate or... What do mocha notes sound like? Mocha nuts? Mocha notes. You said they oh. were notes. What, oh. what do they sound like? They sound like... I think of mocha more as uh, like a coffee sort of... Yeah. Flavory that... rather than chocolatey. It's smooth. I mean, it's not bitter or anything, so... The milk stout. So... It's okay not bad definitely this uh black lager 
definitely would go really good with pizza. And definitely, definitely would be good with, um, um, like, uh, seasoning meat and pouring over meat would probably be really good because it's got a really good bitter. Um, other than that, uh, okay, let me go ahead and switch over to the camera. From Aaron has a recommendation. Oh, I recommend you watch this. Seasonally. Recommend you watch for the seasonally uh, Ovila Belgian style Abbey Quad with plums. It, nope, nope. You said plums. I'm done. Nope. No, no plums. Does that mean you don't like plum wine? Nope. Mm -mm. Seriously, oh no plum brandy. Mm -mm. Oh I, I can't stand the taste of plums. No Schlivovitz. Oh, no. He always knew oh, Gonzo was a little odd. Yeah, he's a lot odd. How about now? <laughs> Should work now. Yeah, I got it. Um, so here was the original. And there is a line that got cut th right through here. Mm -hmm. And it was a little bit sized and I had to fix it. And of course, there was a foot issue that got flattened because of a bad... There wasn't a support on there. I went back in and checked the supports. And oh, there wasn't sure. a support on that foot. Huh. Excuse me. Beer. And so I reprinted it, and of course it's going to be completely washed out because of the white, because I used white resin. And I fixed the foot. i got to do some little bit of shaving and everything underneath here. But I haven't primed it yet. Um, but I made it a little bit bigger, and I've got this big old hunk up right here that I'm going to have to pop off, which I realized that it, it attached. The uh, resin got attached right here to the leg, so i got to fix that, the support. So I did a print and I printed off the frog. I wish that wasn't so. Let's try to darken this. Frog. Frog monk guy. Let me turn down my lights for a second. That's too turn dark. your brightness down. Oh, turn off your light. Oh, we can see that much better actually. Yeah. And so. I'll turn it back on whenever, but he's flying in this cloud and he's got a monkey holding an umbrella and everything. And this one turned out really cool. Um, I, mean, I love that. Yeah. Doesn't everyone need a monkey holding an umbrella? Oh, yes. Yes. So, turn my lights back on. I printed another model because I was a patron to another uh, group. Uh, and Kathy showed me this one and it's from... Uh, white werewolf tavern and this was they did like an undead this month and so this is a wraith model that they did um pretty legit it's got a cool little book over here uh a base I had to print it's uh the head is a piece um the this arm and this sword are a piece and then this arm is attached yeah so this, this arm and the sword are one piece. Uh, the body is one piece. The head and, of course, the base is a different piece. 
Um, so I printed this off and I figured I'd paint this. I want to do some dry brushing on it and then kind of rust it up type thing too. Um, so other than that, I was going to do like my thought is the bottom part, I'm going to do like that glow blue. So it's ghostly. The cloth, I want to do purple. Dry brush everything metal. Um, do like, you know, glowing eyes and a glowing ribcage. Which is going to be hard. But, oh well. We do what we got to do, right? Uh-huh. So. I'm posting a link in the, uh, in the chat. Of the what? Patreon. Gotcha, yeah. But I imagine that they have stuff up on, uh, what's the... My mini factory? Yeah, my mini factory yes. as well. Yeah, because they have a bunch of they have a bunch of werewolf stuff. Um, so, yeah, I uh, saw it and I was like, I bet Gonzo would like this. Uh, I'm doing another one, which is the Vold. Uh, I'm printing him right now, but it's going to take quite a while to print him. It's at least three printing jobs. Haha, <laughs> Mo. Mo says, I'm still waiting for 3D printing to get to where I could just plug it in and walk away like a paper printer. <laughs> Um, once I, I, I will say this, once you get it set up and you've got it calibrated and everything's going good and you subscribe to these Patreons that have their models pre-supported, it's pretty much, that's what it is. You can just, you slice it, use whatever <clears throat> program you're using, slice it, stick it in there and get it going. But like I said, the big issue is you've got to get there first. Once you get there, you got to do the tweaking and everything, but it works. All right, so let's go. Let's do a first dry brush of dark silver. I will use the Pro Acryls dark silver. If they got, I'll probably take off the little. Uh, Banyan, I'm pretty sure everyone knows that you're kind of a fan of werewolves. Oh well, he's he's not gonna get anything. I don't know what he thinks he's. Sorry, Gratz. Like he died. <laughs> he died. I heard this week. Even mm -hmm. I'm getting werewolves, but then I've always liked werewolves too. Sorry, I'm going to this. Ever since I was a child. Silver, and then we'll just wash it. I always wanted, as a kid, I always wanted to turn into a werewolf like Lon Chaney Jr. I mean, as long as it's like Teen Wolf turn into a werewolf, not like American Werewolf from London turn into a werewolf. <laughs> Which, that, if I remember correctly, when they did that transformation, that was like the shit at the time. And that it was really amazing. freaked out. Yeah, it really freaked I mean, out a lot of people. you could tell it hurt the guy to transform and oh, everything, yeah. but wow. It was really cool looking. It was, it was one of the coolest transformations that I'd seen. For the time. Let's take a look at this. Engineers wants to know if you remember Throg King of the Trolls, uh, John. I do. Oh. Oh, Moe's Magic has the old Wolfen medals from Confrontation. I always loved those. I wish I had more. Uh, I only ever had a chance to paint one, and that was the Wolfen Vestal. They were supposed to bring that game back, too. Huh. What, confrontation? Yeah. There's somebody... Didn't they who... bring it back and didn't it fail again? I don't know. There's okay. something called Cadwallon. Where oh, I yeah. think you can get 
those old confrontation things still. I don't know. Yeah, that Ked Wallen, um, I think the, the sculptor uh, that did uh, the confrontation models did the models for that. They're the, they're the same models. Oh, are they exactly the same models? Yeah. Dang. Like, okay. they have the Cesare Celts on there, and those are confrontation models. I thought that was just like they used the same digital sculptor or something or whatever. There was no digital sculptor back then. Yeah. That's true. Why, back in the olden days. days. Back in the olden days, Gonzo, we didn't have digital sculptors. People had to do that shit by hand. It was all uh, it was clay. all like emo clay and green stuff and and stuff <laughs> I mean, like that. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. When Jeff Goodwin came over once for one of the uh, U.S. Games days, he was sitting in the bunker, cleaning up a three up of a model that he was sculpting. Everyone was like near him, but not close enough to get into his way. But they're all just like trying to see what's going on. It was like, all right, that's. Cool and sad at the same time. Someone fucking ask him a question or something. Most magic says, "Come on, screw the pooch on the whole confrontation thing. That would be cool, mini or not? Or team uh, or come uh, on." Wait, know. wait, wait. Hold on. Is that your shocked cool face? Or I not, see? Is that like, your shocked face? I see, something up. I am <laughs> shocked, shocked and appalled that such a fine company would mess something up like that. What? Well, yeah, I don't know who I. I thought they were just redoing it as a whole company, and they were just going to redo the entire thing. No, I right there, yeah. Diomedes Industries. Yes, <laughs> they're all loaded in the chat. Yeah, you guys are all loaded in the chat again. <laughs> Cheers. I can only think of what uh, she's going to say if I end up, you know, streaming some MechWarrior online. It'll be with no Kathy content. Just, uh, <laughs> can people handle that? And there's just Dices. Hey! How are you guys tonight? We did some cool stuff with uh, Confrontation for a bit, but it was always a weird state of their models were good, but their painters who put the little... that they painted them up so they put the cards in were so much better than you could expect anyone to be. People got so upset. So... Because they did all this freehand and stuff. You're like, oh, look at this model. You're like, I got to freehand that? (laughs) <laughs> oh, gotcha. So, I never Gonzo, got to play it. Gonzo, yeah? you, there's a question here. Uh-huh. How are you dry brushing that? Uh, I am taking a one of my crappy little brushes um, that's just, you know, like a Walmart-type brush. I'm using the Proacryl Silver, draw, putting it on my crappy palette because it's just going to be dirty. And, and what's then, the base color that you have on the model? Uh, just primary black. Okay. So uh, yeah, Val- primer uh, black, dry brush Not that, Sino Res, that sorry. silver. Yeah. Yeah. Stino Res bl- uh, airbrushed on here. Which is kind of my go to. Uh, it is a metallic primer. silver, Dio. Yes. It is, yes. It is a metallic silver. I like dry brushing metallics um, on metal. That's one of my kind of my. my it thing. works really well yes. using uh dry brushing metal over black or so if you're doing silver over black uh it works great if you're doing a gold uh dry brushing <coughs> that over a dark brown base is really cool so yeah so yeah, I'm and gonna then get you the can dry throw brushing. washes on it if you want 
Yep. Yeah, this sort of effect is why I used to love like metal models with chainmail texture because you could paint up most of them so quick. And like, they look so good. Yes. Look like this is great. Tabletop, awesome. Yeah. 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 Dio says you could easily be done with that after uh, after this effect. Or, yeah, oh, yeah. Like that and a little bit more touch-ups here or there would you could just be jobs of good and. Yeah, you could even, if you felt like it, throw on an even lighter silver just on a few parts, yep. but it's really, you know, not, yeah, you not the... necessary depending on, on what you're looking for. I wonder if you could do that with like a Stormcast, just heavy heavy dry brush uh, the silver on a black, do a little bit of touch-ups, cloak and all that, and Bob's your uncle. Yeah, Probably. I don't see why not. Or if you want the gold storm cast, do a dark brown and then brown dry or a gold dry brush, and then you could do little highlights in that. And this is what I learned out of a white dwarf: it, using silver as the highlight for your gold, as your lightest highlight. Yeah. For uh, for gold, that was the the mithril silver as the final little touch. Mithril. Just in a few areas, though, not like. Not like you're painting over everything you just painted in gold. No, like 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 even not even all the edges, just like the corner where there's like mm -hmm. a point on the edge, you do it there. Yeah, just a little line highlighting. Yep. I mean, and, I, and I don't care where this goes with, either. With that's, that's a good thing about this. You do your metallic dry brush all over the whole thing wherever you know there's going to be metal, and if you if you get that metallic paint on like the part you want to paint cloth and stuff well you're just going to be painting the cloth color over it it doesn't matter yeah yep it's a lot harder to fix if you uh if you paint the other parts first and then do your dry brush of metallic because mm -hmm. dry brush is messier it's a messier sort of a uh, a technique so mm -hmm. you definitely want to plan the order in which you you do these things and it's a good basic technique. It may be one of the best because you can do a bunch of dry brush, put it aside, and come back and go like, well, I want to paint this part. And you paint it, you're like, cool. I want to paint this part because <clears throat> it looks good at every step. And then you start adding more parts, so it looks, looks better and better. Yeah. And I know that there's people who, uh, you know, people who want to paint better than tabletop who will say, ah, but dry brushing leaves these, you know, these sort of texture marks or these little chalky things. But if you, if you glaze over that, if you do a little bit of thin glaze over that, it gets rid of that. that well, even look. if you just wash it, it. It smooths it out. It smooths your transition mm -hmm. out. So you can save time and do dry brush and glaze over it and still get a nice smooth transition. Well, yeah, it depends so, on what you want. If you're looking for, you know, more than tabletop, obviously you want to do another step above that. Yeah. But don't and what shit I'm up saying a dry brush. Is I'm telling people that there is always room for dry brushing on a model. Not in every case. Not in every case. But you want to do hair or you have something with a whole bunch of, you know, tiny little nice textures, go ahead and dry brush. Yeah, get a, get a small enough dry brush, and you won't make a huge mess of it, and it'll be great. Don't look it's, down on painting really techniques. It's really an underrated all... technique, and there's mm -hmm. a lot of people that get kind of snobby about, you know, using dry brush on a, you know, 
on a higher quality paint job and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that no and the thing is i i don't use dry brush a lot but i like it for my metals for I my use metals, it all the oh. time. I mean, I, for, it's even for good the if you just prime the model and want to see where the detail is. For Christ's sakes, yeah, absolutely. The, the 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 quick zenithal highlight. It's it's also a good highlight at the end. Like I just washed all yeah. of the uh, metal and stuff on my night, and maybe when I'm done, I'm gonna go and maybe dry brush some of the metallic parts. Just bring it up a little bit on the edges. It's yeah. easier trying to edge highlight and you get that even at just boom. I just want to just brighten it up and I'll get a little little pop on it. Yeah, I I use a dry brush technique. Even if the brush is, even if it's not technically the driest of paint and I'm not doing it exactly like some people picture dry brushing should be. Um, I'm here to tell you. It is a completely valid technique, no matter what level of painting you're at. You could be painting your Golden Demon entries, and it is a valid technique. I like you know, the way it as looks long, you know, for metal. So use other techniques along with it, but don't discount it no. as a beginner technique. Especially, I mean, if you're painting the model, yay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who cares like, how honestly, you do it? The way well, it's coming but... out on the, the flat portions of your armor is even giving it a cool effect where some washes it all could really just next level that and make it look weird or awesome. Yeah, because I'm going to take yeah. a, a null, null oil or cause I don't think I have a good armor wash, but I think I'm just going to take some null oil and just... Well, hey, off. Sarge says. How well, are you Sarge doing right. tonight? Make Sarge brushes says. Dry brush cool too. Yeah, makeup brushes for dry brushing is fantastic. No streaky yep. marks. Almost looks airbrushed after glazing. Uh, yep. A little spoiler what I've been watching this week. I watch a lot of videos of people restoring models and toys and all, and they use a makeup brush with all sorts of powders and all that and do just great little effects on stuff. It's, it's really cool to watch those. You learn a lot of little things about stuff. Yeah. I mean, I was speaking more to, and I know not everybody is, I just want a basic tabletop paint job. Not everybody is a, I want my three color minimum while, while they're out there. And I'm speaking to the people who, who want that high level paint job. And then they say, but I don't do dry brushing. That's just, that's a rookie technique. And I'm here to say, Fuck em. it's not a rookie technique. <laughs> Rookies can do it, but that doesn't mean that everybody else shouldn't do it. Well, I mean, because, I mean, I'm, so I'm going to do some no oil over this, but like where there's like a rivet, I'm probably going to do like a, a little bronze dot because that'll make it kind of sit out and pop out. But like I said, I'm definitely going to do like some rusting on it and like, you know, some creases and everything just to give it, you know, more texture look to it. Plus, I kind of want to do some rusting look on it. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of effects you can go from here. I mean, honestly, you can just take uh, colored washes or maybe even uh, contrast paints on what you've done and just have cool effects. Yeah. The no oil is of... a little too dark. So, let's see. What about a dark blue or? A dark blue mixed with a dark brown. That's one of my favorite things to do is mix brown and, and blue for mm -hmm. washes to get a dark color that's not 
black because brown is really just dark orange and you know that blue and orange are complementary colors so they are going to make a nice dark somewhat more neutral or what really about... just dulled down dark color so I have... just drop the color wheel on your asses without being black Dropping the color wheel on them. Legionaries, no, some things rely on those bread and butter beginner techniques. You know it, what? And and if it's a technique that works and is fast, just because it works and it's fast and it's easy to do doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it at a more advanced level. That people like seems... to think that the advanced <laughs> techniques are this new magic thing that replaces everything. No, all the techniques you build upon what you've learned at every step hit more and more there'll be a spot where you're like oh this is the perfect time for dry brushing let me go grab it boom and now suddenly it looks even something looks even better because you're doing it or sometimes just like i mean i get it sometimes i'm fucking done with this model i need to finish this last bit i need a quick highlight where's my fucking dry brush oh yeah, yeah. yep i and, find that uh, usually on hair that's that's kind of my go-to thing that and using the side of my bristles um, I'll do it on a lot of stuff. Anything where I just feel like me trying to paint on a highlight is a recipe for frustration and pain, I go to a dry brush instead. Okay. So I'm taking that transparent bowl of brown that a that a pro grill has, and I'm going to take their transparent blue and kind of mix them together. Since you were talking about blue and brown. Yeah. All right, back. All right. I will. I will also do the same thing with uh, uh, purple and brown too, depending on you know what I'm going to be covering over. Some things I may want to have a slightly more purple cast, but I don't want it to be bright purple, and so I'll mix brown with it, and that will mute it down because because again, brown is basically a dark orange, and orange is kind of a yellow and red mixed together, so. Purple and yellow are also complementary colors. So now you kind of have that, you know, your brown is going to mute the, uh, the the saturated nature of that purple. And those those pro curl transparents are really saturated colors. They're really nice. Yeah. But if you want it to be not quite so bright, then you just try and and find that complementary color. You know, so for like for purple, I would use maybe a brown or a try a yellow, maybe an orange. Do they have any? Do they have a transparent brown? Now I'm looking. Yeah, Black, I just I just did a transparent brown. Green, yellow, orange, red. I don't have a pro acryl transparent brown. Oh. Possible Jim has it. <laughs> Jim always taking stuff. It's just funny because neither one of us is using acrylics right now, so. But, you know. But yeah, those those transparents are okay. amazing. They're really nice. All right, so. I'm gonna clean this brush off. I'm gonna use a smaller brush to get this in the crevices. Alright, so... I'm not touching that one. Uh-oh, did huh? somebody say something interesting? 
I'm being terrible because you just said smaller brush, get it in the crevices. I said I wasn't going to touch that one. But you ruined the joke by uh, not getting the joke. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's only because it wasn't funny. Oh, man. You guys are tough <laughs> tonight. Damn. Cat is on. Saying. I don't know, but I say crevices all the time, and, and sometimes I say crevasses. Crevasses. So. <laughs> oh, it's pretty funny, honestly. But I'm 12, so what do you want? We all are. It's good. Oh, and here's the other model. I started printing him. I've only got two pieces so far. So, he's still still working on him. I don't know how this arm's supposed to go on here. I'll have to figure that out later. With glue. What? No way. I'm thinking glue. Yeah, I have to agree with John here. Something like that. I mean, or, or you can pin it. Or, if you pin it, you probably need glue still. Or you take a, a blowtorch... Melt it down, and then read together. I mean, right? you could solder it. I mean, that, right? that's... let it cool. What could be? <laughs> what could go wrong? I will tell you a story. One of the earliest conversions my buddy um, L. Marshall made was taking a Dark Reaper Exarch, and we had taken the shuriken cannon off of something, and and he soldered it into him to make the conversion. Didn't glue it, and buddy, oh no, he soldered it. Okay. I was like, all right, that works. A little yeah, much, but it's go. It's not coming off. <laughs> oh. But in the future, putty and glue is better. You don't need the soldering iron for that. Trust me. Legionnaires says, Ugh, sometimes the right choice sucks to have to redo. I'm re-edging the bases on my Song of Ice and Fire starter. Re-edging them. Why are you re-edging them? I'm I guess he painted them a color and didn't like the color. Now he's going to make it a different color? That's why I always just paint my bases black. The rims. Yeah. Base rims? Um, black. Kind of depends. So it's weird. Like if you get like a Malifaux, if you get a lipped base, the round lipped base like Malifaux or um, Privateer Press uses, I'll paint them black. If you get... A, a GW style base, I might actually paint it whatever the main color of the base is, just because of that sort of immersion. You know, one looks like a game. Well, I got one right here. So this sort of looks like a game piece because, you know, it's got the 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 actual lip edge. So it's like, oh, it's a game piece. Paint it black. So it looks like a game piece. But some of them, you sort of get that immersion because it actually has just a flat area around it, and maybe you might paint it that color. I don't mean that's handy. Sorry. Or you might paint it black anyway. I would anyway. say that I would get the immersion only if I if the surrounding army board, you know, battle board or whatever, or the terrain that I always play on is uh, is also the same color, or the movement trays are the same color, you know. Yeah. But if it's just like uh, I don't know, I I just I always and I don't know when this started early on early on when I started painting minis I started just painting them all black and I think of it as like putting a mat on a painting yeah I mean that's a I mean it's a very personal thing what you want to do with them some people do yeah. certain it's not yeah it's not like painting it black is the only way you can do it obviously yeah. but well, I mean, that's just how I do it I know there's other people who swear by doing it just dark gray 
so that anything oh. that's black on their model, it looks even darker, which I suppose is valid too. Sure. Now, when I painted uh, Carl, Mr. Carl Thule of Accounts Receivable, I was specifically given a color of paint, a bottle of Vallejo paint of a certain color so that it would match this guy's every other model that he's painting for his army. So That's in that instance, I painted it this dark gray color. Yeah. Well, it's a very personal thing. Like when I first started playing uh, War Machine and Hordes, I was very taken aback by painting the base arcs and shit on a model. I was just like, it was. it took me out of the game a little bit because of, you've got these very harsh markings on them. Uh, eventually you get over it, but, you know. Yeah. Now, when I was playing Blood Bowl, I had my, my orc team. All of my black orcs had one colored checkerboard base. The yeah. base rims were checkerboards of, like, red. And, and my blitzers all had white checkerboard base rims. So you and, easily tell everything apart quick. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. my lineman had a different checkerboard color. And everybody oh. had a checkerboard color different based on what their position was in the game. I was going to say because Kathy had too much time in her hand and really wanted something challenging to do on the rims of her bases. <laughs> well, yeah, we can go with that. I, I mean... I wouldn't like to paint checkerboard a bunch of anything, and you're painting them on the rims of bases for an entire team. That's impressive. That's Kathy, though. Kathy's. It's, yeah, checkerboard's not a not a difficult thing for me, I guess. I don't know why. Well, I like to paint plaid, so. Yeah. Fair. I I feel like I could paint checkerboard, but it would have to be. I don't know how we do it, honestly. You almost have to do tape, and that looks it's, like a pain in the ass. No, you'd, you'd be able to do it. It'd be fine. Now that you've got those glasses things, those magnifier things, I bet it would be much easier for you. Probably. I actually painted an almost straight line down the back of my knight, too, because right on its carapace where between the brown and the blue hits, I'm like, let me just do a black line along there. It'll help so much more. And it, So those little things have helped super helps super differentiate the two sides once you get the pattern down in your head about what a checkerboard is is going to look like then it becomes it becomes easy tic-tac-toe your grid fill in the squares exactly well, that the thing i'm looking at painting the checkerboard on though is the side of a car as terrain for marvel crisis protocol to make it a cab oh through the cabbie it Send seems it like me. an I'll exercise in. I got it. I can't. I can't be expecting You'll all be of that. You'll be fine. You know, there's times where I have painted a checkerboard that is so small that my checkerboard isn't even really squares, but it looks that way. It looks that way because it's such a small scale. It tricks the eye into that's going, a... "Oh, that's a checkerboard," but it was really almost just dots. Me and my boy Sam Hardesty used to tell people that we're painting epic, and we would tell people, like, it's easier to paint Epic models than it is to paint 40K scale models because you can trick the eye with little stuff, you know? 
Like, it doesn't have to be a perfect th- shape. Your mind's going to try and make it fit what it thinks should be there. Mm-hmm. And as long as you give it the vague outlines, it'll it'll get that. That's like, really... Did... That's a theory for all freehand designs. Anytime you have a pattern, your mind is going to fill in where... if Like, if you make any flaws, like there's one part on one that's not exactly the same as that part on another one, your mind is going to fill in all that stuff. And, and make it work. Yeah. You see this little thing I did for my night? That's I mean, it's, not, cool. it's super basic, but it'll work, right? Yeah. That's good enough. I might do some more with it eventually. But I even tried the lines on it to make it look like the uh, certain parts of the uh, lines were going over the other, but it just didn't. You couldn't make them fine enough. I couldn't make them fine enough. Someone else may be able to, but I was like, no. No, that doesn't look good. I am not going to spend a ton of time looking at this more, so... It all depends on We're how much time here. you want to spend. I did pinstripes on a Malifaux model. It was, uh, oh, what's her name? Of the, uh... I'm trying to... Now, oh, there's no way I'll remember it. Anyways, it was the the leader of the, the all-female band that had the, the dancing doll marionette things so colette colette the yes. yes thank you i knew oh. someone would know i mean i still know <laughs> so, well it's our i'll be honest there isn't it not brushhead dave spent a lot of time talking about malifaux at, at lunch on saturday enough that i had to be like i have to go somewhere dave i will talk to you later so yeah colette dubois and the showgirls was was one of my factions uh so i have all the the metal ones and I and I painted Colette, and I painted her outfit to be white with red accents. And it had red pinstripes down it. And I thought they were really fine when I did it. And then I got done, and I looked at it. I stepped away, and I went, I really could have, if I had spent more time. You could have made it finer? I could have made them finer, you know, and closer, finer and closer together. But I don't know, you know, it's, it's a learning moment. You paint a model. Is it perfect? When you look back on it, maybe not, but that's only because you learned something while you were doing it. That's why it doesn't look perfect. Yeah. I have at least two versions of all the Colette models, uh, in my Malifaux box of shame, which is not that big, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, Legionnaires, uh, the new Explorer sighted models do look cool. Uh, not Brushhead Dave is very interested in them. He's going to buy them all, which is good. Because, <laughs> you know, this time a year ago, he was not sure he would buy more models from Malifaux. So it was just two of us playing. But now he's like, fuck yeah, I'm buying some models. <laughs> That's cool. Not, he would never say it in that, that tone of voice, though. It's just not Dave. It's not Dave. I, I miss that game. There is, uh-huh. there's nobody here that I could play it with. I don't have a game store around me anymore. I really enjoyed it back when I did have a game store where people played it. It's just surprisingly fun. They keep trying to do stuff to make it, you know, not super complex and still fun. <laughs> I mean, there's some fuckery. Every every game's got its own brand of fuckery, but yeah. no, I don't it's think just it's my Malifaux stuff. pile of shame is super super shameful. I do uh, have a bit. I do have a bit of Malifaux here. Um. Yeah. 
I got a box somewhere. I got a oh hold on. My I bet box my of... pile is not as shameful as Moe's though. I got this box a while ago because it was on sale, like half price because it's old models. Is that more Ten Thunders stuff? Yeah, more Ten Thunders stuff. I've got a bunch of, I mean, I got a bunch of stuff because people like give it away and I have it. I've got some sort of guild bullshit over there I got to take care of too. <laughs> I don't know why someone thought I would play the man. I'm definitely the kind of guy to play the man. <laughs> It's called... I never thought I would, but I really enjoyed playing uh, <laughs> Lady J and the Death Marshals way, way back in first edition. Yeah, but that's like, God, political, not political. That's, not political. that's just like, you know, fucking just standard Western whoop your ass type of justice served there. There's a couple models in there I like, but I just never, I mean... I am shock of shock and outcast man at heart, but I they do like a lot of the. Uh... I'm oh, so yeah, out of touch. Yeah, um, there was a big online thing where you vote for Nicodem or Lady Justice, and whoever lost would die. I guess you know who lost. Sad. I Spoiler. voted for Nicodem. I mean, I voted for Nicodem, so because I mean, yeah. it's me. Well, they did that with the most recent edition. They have uh, actual storyline things where, you know, Nicodem is dead. Um, uh, they found out certain people were infiltrators for another organization. So some of the dual faction people are single faction. Um, what's his name? Ramos, the uh, head of the Miners and Stevenders Union, is in jail. They, uh... They actually advance some storyline. It's interesting. It feels a lot like Legend of the Five Rings. Just they don't do as grandiose a thing. They they take it a little slower. Yeah, McMorning's longer in Guild. They kind of found out that he was, you know, not on their side, so to speak. Yeah, Hinton. I haven't played since the beginning of Second Edition. I played demo games of Second Edition. Uh, at Gen Con when it was released and I liked it and I got the book and and I got uh, the uh, the sword chicks the victorious and yeah and I painted well I primed them I built fun bases for them I started getting them painted and you know then I didn't have a game store anymore and nobody to play with and I'd never played again after that. Yep. Funny thing is, Victoria is right. my one of my my second uh, crew, and I actually didn't put together the second edition models for him because I hated the aesthetic because they went uber punk with them, and that was not really my thing. The the thing that bothered me about the Victorias is the one standing up was one scale, and the crouching down one was a smaller scale. Yes. Like, you could visibly tell that it was a smaller scale, and that just bothered me. I actually mounted it on top of a barrel that I had made. I made a barrel out of Sculpey, and I put her on top of it so she would be taller. Yeah, well, they actually replaced those models again. In oh, have they? Yeah. Well, they didn't. I think some of these, some of the themes that sort of went through visually changed again in their mind so they's like yeah no one really dug the punk victorias it really I, fit they i also made them more western again 
Yeah. I also thought the the one who is wearing like just a vest but without any uh anything on underneath is like this open vest and she didn't have a shirt or a bra or anything underneath it and I was like this lady needs a bit of a shirt here so I green stuffed a little bit of material in there uh and then another one she was wearing a negligee she's wearing a little nighty with uh with a little thong underwear and I was like fuck that so <laughs> I uh I just put a little green stuff around the upper thighs and made that made it look like she was wearing cutoffs underneath it that's and a then much I more. did not use the bows. I just filled in the little notch in the back where those bows were supposed to glue on. I was like, I don't want bows. So, yeah, there was a bit of conversion, <coughs> a small bit of conversion that I did on mine. I, I still have the metal ones from the uh, from first edition. I'll buy the third edition ones eventually, but I mean we ain't playing much of them, and I got a bunch. Yeah. There's so many cool masters in that game I want to play. I just, and obviously I ain't have time for it right now. Plus I want to play other stuff like Legion, but we'll see when all this gets better. Yep. Uh, Terra's super cool. I like Terra. I actually drilled the hole in her chest, so it is actually a hole all the way through her chest. <laughs> <laughs> Most as uh, I stopped when they announced third edition. That's too bad, Mose. It's uh, third edition is actually a lot better. They clean up a lot of stuff. Need to be cleaned. It's a very clean. I would say it's probably at this point one of the best games out of the box. Like you just get the, your your get one crew and a rule and the rule book, and it's a really good game. It plays very well. Um, I think the only ones that the only thing that challenges it effectively would be uh, uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol is really good out of the box. And then next level would be sort of Star Wars Legion. The rest of the game sort of need more and more support as you go through them. But yeah, these years it seemed like the the appropriate thing to do with the terror is to drill the hole for the chest. <laughs> um, I have the uh, the Nightmare Edition one because it was my birthday and one of the guys was getting rid of it. He's like, "Tell you what, John, I'll give it to you for the same price as the regular box set because it's your birthday." And I'm like, "That's a hell of a deal." <laughs> Done. I did um, like yep. the universe of the breach, and I thought it would it would be cool to play the uh, the RPG, but I haven't actually laid eyes on the RPG. Oh, I have the first edition of the RPG. I backed it on Kickstarter, and uh, we played it once at uh, El Marshall's place. Had a fun time. I was a big hulking brute of a guy, and we didn't really play necessarily by the right rules, but we had a good time. And isn't That's that all that important? matters. Because I tell you what, the Red Joker flipped when my action came up so many times. It was like everything <laughs> like, he had this bad guy who's like, oh, he's badass. I'm like, well, I'm going to pull out my uh, knuckle dusters of justice and punch him in the face. Knuckle and it's like, Red Joker, like, I, I guess we're done here. <laughs> I adulpated him. We had to look up what that meant. <laughs> what? You don't know what adulpated is? It's like, uh... Well, really, adulpated means crazy. Uh, so let's just know she does not still have death marshals, if I remember correctly. Um, they change a lot of the way things work, just for balanced issues. Uh, Mose, I do agree that two year conditions is not necessarily enough, but if you have enough errata, if it's become big enough, you might want to think about a new edition. Uh, I prefer the, you know, 2.5 sort of idea to 3, but 
apparently I had enough ideas to go, so they went. Oh, and... this just in. Gonzo has an important email with cute Kathy emotes waiting for him. All right, give me a second. <laughs> and then Mo's a uh, bit upset about the limitation models. I'm not really worried about limitation models. I know you can only buy them when they have their sales, but since none of them are actually separate models, they're all just the same models, just a different version of them. Their accounts as. I don't really have a problem with it. I think that's actually the proper way to make those models rather than other games that have literally like, you know. Like a even, whole different uh, character? Yeah. Well, like FFG's doing it right too. So sure, they have the limited edition Vader and Luke, but they're just Vader and Luke. There's no special whatever. Um, so it's not like there's game-breaking rules for this no, one no special character rule. that you can only get at a certain time. Which is totally different. Yeah. Um, well, some of those, I think they are limited run, but the thing is, is that they just end up with more of them than they thought. They don't sell quite as quick, so they have them here or there. I don't really have a problem with it. I mean, it's kind of cool. Like, I like when they get a weird theme. The only problem I would have with them is that if you make a whole gang like that, it's hard to get enough to make the whole gang. You, know, you really got to shell out a ton of money to get it all at once. Like the, uh, the unicorn, the, uh, Pixie Farts and Unicorn Dust, whatever the one they did, which was, you know, really weird uh, gremlin one. I'm like, you can't, yeah. Unicorn Vomit Crew, yeah. It's super cool, but it was so hard to get enough at once or the Crazy Cat Lady one instead of the rats. It's just so hard to get enough at once. That would be the problem I have, is I think um, it's tough. I like the one-off models more, where you get just an alternate sculpt. Like, hey, do you not like punk-looking um, what's her name? Taylor from the Victorious crew. No? Well, here, get the Western-looking, you know, Taylor when they do their sale. Super cool. You know, they, I would say they definitely don't necessarily do everything the best they could, but they do pretty well. I mean, I totally skipped the... I think it was... Not Misaki, what's her name? Starts with an M. Mei Feng. They did a sort of 80 retro punk version of them. I sort of skipped that. Yeah, yeah. The, the cat version of Hamlin was super cool and thematic, but I was like, yeah, nah. I don't even have the rat version of Hamlin, to be honest. Uh, Bayon right. was a fan of the rat version of Hamlin, but, you know, I'm a fan of killing all of his rats and making him, making them all dead, because it was fun. There's your Kathy emote. <laughs> and if you want to get the winking Kathy... It's so of course there's a winking Kathy. <laughs> She's like... Only she doesn't come with a hand, so... No. The winking Kathy... Uh, no finger guns on winking Kathy. She is the 10K um, bits emote, you, uh, emoji. 10K you channel get. points? Oh, there you 10K go. 10K bits. 10K bits, I believe. I want to. <laughs> I don't even have. As funny as this seems, because I spend so much time on this podcast as more than dice instead of as Kathy. Uh, I do not even have ten thousand channel points. <laughs> is it channel points or is it bits? Okay, the oh, it's bits. It's you're right. You're bits, right. It's yeah. bits. The yeah. Gonzo bit is one k. 
the Gonzo Wink is 1K. John's going to be our 5K Wink, and Kathy Wink will be our 10K. I'm never going to get Kathy Wink. That's I'm on never get this. How do I get my emote? How do you get your emote? How do I get my emote? Can you like give us bits? Emote? Either what? use bits or log in as more than dice. More than dice has about all of them. Being able to use it in somebody else's chat. Uh, when I'm Kathy Wapple. Yeah, that's true. We got to find a way to do that. We'll have to figure it out then. I know that probably if you subscribe to the channel, you'll get all the more than dice ones. Oh, yeah, I should do that, Jedi. Hold on. Yeah, because the Kathy, our tier one is just our microphone, me, and then you. I'm going to work. I'm working on John's. There's John's emote. Can I? Where's my prime? Will it have a beanie? Is there a way you can make, you like, a propeller ants? beanie? Because I feel because like that's maybe John how you get ants. You want a beanie cap? I want John to have a propeller beanie. Oh, I'll see if I have John have a propeller beanie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know first, why. First Malort, now Propeller Beanie. I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> or he needs a unicorn hat. Or like cat ears. Yeah, I don't know if we... I mean, I'll have to look to see if we can find a way that, you know, using channel points. But usually emotes, emotes are done through bits and other things. But if we get uh, If we get 50 subscribers, 50 subscriber points, we'll get another uh, emote slot. So, we're at 24 subscriber points. So. Um, okay. I did a black wash on the metal and then did a quick silver wash on top of it just to kind of make it pop. So, I need to make it kind of rusty. What do you think, Kathy? A, a, a rust wash. So, to find a color that looks like rust? Um, Agrothershid? Well, or is that know. too brown? It'd make it look dirty. I mean, it's a, it's a good. I you know, make would it not look... even use a wash. I or maybe I would mix something in with my wash. If I had Agrax Earthshade, I might go like like Baneance is orange, and I'm thinking like if you have a sort of darker orange, you know, something that's a paint that looks like a rust color. Maybe like Riser Rust. And mix that with your wash. I have a oh, I got that burnt orange. And and mix it with your Agrax Earth Shade. Okay. To in, to thin it down and, and use the the Agrax almost more like a medium. And then just dab it. Yeah. Into some of the recesses, not or, just slather it over the whole thing, but just dab it. Yeah, where I, I want where I want the rusty look of it. Yeah. All right, so I've got this burnt orange from uh, Curl we'll, Let me make sure this is. I, I don't know what color that burnt orange from Curl is, but I don't know how bright it is. Oh, so, Bania, the splatter brush technique is an interesting technique, but not really right for rust. That's not how rust shows up. Now, stippling can be a thing brush you can do for yeah. rust. Well, yeah. I've sure. seen some really cool, uh, heavily weathered things. This burnt orange is very rusty looking. Oh, sure. Yeah, it is very rusty looking. See, splatter brush might be cool for heavily weathered things, but you'd have to mask off everything else. Yeah. 
On the other hand, he hasn't started painting everything else. Did you just want the sword to be rusty, or do you want his... I'm going to do it all over the armor, just in certain spots, okay. just to kind of... Because, I mean... So you could, after you apply the, the stuff in the crevices, as a the very last thing you do, you actually could do a little bit of splatter. Uh, I would actually be silly, and I would do the armor rusty, and the, the sword to look absolutely impeccably clean, so it looks like it's a magic sword. That's so funny. That's how I did uh, Felix's axe, my, my Nurgle, uh, that Nurgle guy with the pumpkin head. Mm-hmm. And, he, and I wanted to uh, to experiment with the really highly reflective metal, non-metallic metal on his axe. But his axe looks totally corroded and everything. But I was like, well, he's like he's like Felix from The Odd Couple, you know. He's like so, Felix Unger. Let's... He's obsessed with keeping his axe clean at all costs. But it's totally got holes in it. And it's pitted. But it's super shiny. So how about I do like? So if I was gonna wash it into some crevices for a more targeted approach, I would use a smaller brush. Yeah, I'm just kind of. I wanted to see what it would look like, just kind of like dabbed on. Yeah. And it is pretty orangey. Once but... you once you want to get it down into some of the crevices, then go for that uh, smaller brush. Yep. I'm just gonna thin it down some more. Is it too opaque? Are you finding? No, it, it's too thick. It's not gonna. It's not going to like kind of thin. It's, it's. It would. If I use the the bigger, use the smaller brush, it's going to be painted instead of you know getting into the crevices and stuff. I think. Yeah, yeah. You definitely, and when you're doing something like that, where you, yeah, you just want a little bit of paint and a bunch of wash. Yeah. So I'm going to, have to wash it down. Where's my medium? Well, you know what time it is. It's the media section time already. Damn. Yeah. It was that or it's time to get ill? And what's the time? It's time to get ill. Time to get ill. <laughs> I don't have any medium. I have no idea. Oh my God, Kathy. You don't really? need medium. You have wash. I don't have medium either. I got extra large. I get two X. Technical. <laughs> hmm. You just put a few a few dots of your orange into your use your Agrax Earth Shade as a medium. Yeah, it was it was just wasn't working the way I wanted it. Um let me let me get some of this rust on here, but um I have some video games to talk about. So we can go with that. You can also throw a little water in it to thin it down too. Or just like water your brush a little bit. Yeah, that's what I, I threw some water in it to try to get it. A little bit more. I think I'm going to do what John said is keep the blade like um, pristine. Yeah, and I'm probably going to go back over it a bit and maybe add like a blue highlighter to it to kind of, you know, make it glowy. Oh, uh, yeah. I would actually, depending on how the rest of the model looks, if you're going to go purple for the thing, maybe yellow glaze it. I could use that Necron, Necron Green. Or green, yeah. I got yeah. that Necron green that we could do, too. Yellow just came off my mind first. Green would be a nice ethereal sort of color. Yippers. Let me throw that out some more. 
And okay, it's so, sort of yellowy green, so, you know. So, this past week, I was bored and I was like, hey, I want to play a video game. So, I've been trying to find a video game that it's not going to break me because I'm still waiting for them to do some good patches to Cyberpunk. And Wait. so... Looking for a good video game and doesn't play MechWare Online with John. I see how it is. <laughs> Something I can play at my... Uh, at my He's sad. <laughs> play at my TV. On my console. Uh-huh. Sounds like an excuse. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I was searching, like, you know, free games or anything that I could think of. And so I, like, I downloaded uh, Path of Exile or whatever because uh, Banyan had mentioned that. And I was like, it's okay, but it wasn't what I was looking for. And it's grindy so, as fuck. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a Diablo style clone, so yeah, well, yeah. nothing wrong with it. I didn't find anything. Nothing wrong with it at all. Um, too much. And so I kept on, you know, just kept on looking. And I guess PlayStation they're doing a um, games under twenty dollars. So I was like, okay, what am I gonna play? And so I looked on there, and I spent a total of $8 on two games. And the two games I picked up was the new Thief. Um, I think it was done in like 19 or 2015 or something like that. And then um, Titanfall 2, which I never played. And everybody was saying Titanfall is supposed to be a really legit cool game. So I downloaded those. And so I started playing Titanfall first because I was like, okay, sounds interesting. And okay, the graphics are okay. Game's okay, but I don't like jumpers. Games that are all about, you know, there's like a whole bunch of jumping stuff to it and everything. Oh, and yeah. Was, and I was, I, I kind of got disheartened by it, but I'm still playing it because when you get to play in the mech, it's fun as shit. Because you get to blow up stuff and just get to have a good time. Um, and then when you play as just a normal guy, yeah, it's fun too. But it, it, to me, it's just okay. Um, so I've been I've been playing that. And I was like, you know what? I want a game that's not like strictly combat where I'm just throwing everything to the wind and kind of going crazy with it. And so I bought Thief. It was a dollar ninety nine. I mean, I couldn't pass that up, type of thing. So I've been playing that. And everybody knows the thief games. Thief games are, you know, stealthy. Try not to get attacked by stuff or you'll die, type thing. And I found out I really missed the game. I really missed the the please don't kill anything, but try to survive. I don't think that's cathartic enough for me. Um, it, you know, the, the sneak around type thing and be sneaky and so on and so forth. Oh yeah. 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 And I was really enjoying it. I mean, it's the, the, each level is kind of a, uh, a puzzle because you have to get from one spot to the other without dying and so on and so forth, which was okay. Don't have a problem with it. I really like it. It's a lot of fun. Graphics. They're okay. Um, I like the original thief series when it came out cause I thought it was really neat. Um, I'm going to have to dry brush that. Um, so, I heard Titanfall 2 has a really cool multiplayer thing, although I don't know because it's probably just deathmatch stuff and I really don't care for deathmatch stuff. 
So. Um, yeah, I, I prefer, honestly, for games like that, I prefer co-op to deathmatch. Yeah. Though, to be fair, I played a ton of Halo-type games with deathmatch, me and my buddies on Friday night. That was super fun. Yes. With, with, with a bunch of friends, but just randos and everything, I could see how that would be really, really annoying. If I want that, I'll play MechWarrior Online, get plenty of randos there. Yeah. And the That's quality level goes from, oh, hey, you're pretty good, to, oh, my God, what are you doing? <laughs> so, um, been playing that. I'm having a lot of fun with both of the games. Uh, but I thought it was interesting that, you know, the game I'm enjoying the most is the one that I do the least amount of combat with. <laughs> or, or also the least amount of money in. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. $1.99? Well, if you got PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, whatever, you've got uh, Epic Games or Steam, whatever you've got, they all have games that are discounted and or maybe free. Yes. I tried quite a few free games, and I just... I've still got a free uh, game that's sort of like a cool, puzzly type of weird world thing that I haven't even started yet. Um, but I'm, you know, eventually I'll, I'll decide I don't want to play Mechware Online and I'll play that instead, you know? Especially now my schedule is going to get back to normal. Looking so, I mean, to. it was just interesting that I, I really liked it. And, of course, the the palette of the game is all grays and blacks because everything, you know, you got to be and night and so on and so forth but i'm having a blast with it I'm having a lot mm -hmm. of fun um it's really i'm enjoying it um gonna be playing that for a bit um and getting some stuff done but I, there really isn't much out there in the video game world right now that's just kind of catching my attention I, I i do have my demon souls but you got to be in the mood to play you know those type of games because they're... Is it, is it like Dark Souls? Yes, it is. Then you got to be in a mood. Yeah, you got to be in a mood to play a Dark Souls game. And I was like, you know what? I like the game. It's a lot of fun. But I am not in the mood to play a Dark Souls game right now. I want Let's something get my I ass do. whipped repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> That's something like the MechWarrior Online, too. Yeah. Let me grind through this shit to get the stuff so I can do it. I like how your rust is looking there. It's actually turned out pretty good. I'm gonna do a. I'm probably gonna do a little bit of dry brush over the top, where I think I got a little too much on it. But uh -huh. it is definitely turning out rusty. And this is a little bit of Agrath Art Shade, burnt orange uh, from Pro Acryl and water. That, that really looks. It's really making the metal look heavier. Like it's giving yeah. it some weight. Yeah. It's actually turned out pretty decent. I, I saw this model. And I was like, when Kathy sent me the link, I was like, uh, I'll see what they have for next month. Um, because, of course, they had werewolves and, you know, okay, werewolves are okay, I guess, and stuff. But then I saw You're this. Awesome. But I was like, this would make a good, um, you know, uh, 40K model that I could use for uh, Nightwing. Oh, yeah. Honestly, these would all be great if you play Kings of War. Yes. Romantic, because there's no, like, use whatever models you want. Just got to be the right kind. And yeah. And so they have a lot of cool terrain and like unit filler type pieces, and unit fillers are a thing in that game. Yeah. So interesting there. That's the one thing I've noticed that even though you know I'm probably not going to be using these models for much of anything, but I do play Kings of War, and I'm like, mm, this is stuff that really would go good with Kings of War. Like mm -hmm. as, a, as a you know in the undead armies, or you know I have my. Uh, 
Vikings that I want to use for my Army of the North. So I was like that, you know, plenty of things that I could use this for. Cool. Well, Gonzo, what are you going to rate those uh, video games real quick so we can... Uh... Uh, I'm going to wait to rate um, the uh, Titanfall 2 until the end, because the story is actually getting really cool right now. Um, cool. Thieves, the story is getting really cool. I've only played a little bit, so it's not much. So I'm going to wait, but so far I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm happy with it. I want to play more, um, and I'll give it a, more, a better rating later, but for right now... Uh, about one uh, out of five space RPs. So enough that I'll keep playing, but I'm not, you know, hopefully things will get cooler. Cool. Titan. Well, I didn't watch much shit this week. So, Kathy, what you got? I watched a, a science fiction double feature yesterday. Science fiction double oh. feature. And I started out with the black. Hole. The Duh. black hole. I. It's like my it was my first time. I can't believe you know how many times I've seen that movie. I mean, really, do you know? I don't know how many. It's a lot. Uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, as I as I watched it, I was like, "How did I never see this before?" I don't I, uh, know. I know it was on special cable edition VHS tin. I have the <laughs> soundtrack. Have I mean? Come on, the black hole. It's it's my shit. I can't. Um, I don't know how I I didn't see it. We had cable, you know. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> so yeah, it was on Disney. So thanks, John. I was able to watch it. <laughs> uh, and and I really enjoyed it. Now, and I don't have a, a nostalgic bond to it like you do from seeing it as a kid. Oh, I but I really liked admit, it. Lots and lots of uh, uh, nostalgia for that. The the end, I'm pretty sure the last whole five minutes, I, I had this look on my face like, what? What? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> like, how? How? What? How? So that was like my last five minutes of the movie. But that I did not erase my enjoyment of the thing overall. I loved it. So, which, where do you want to start with? Because you're talking about the end. The end is very 2001. Honestly, the, the first five minutes in, I was like, wow, this is a really short movie. They all die. <laughs> but they don't die and, and then, it, yes it turns out that there's an entire movie after that <laughs> well the one thing that's interesting about black hole is it's not your typical disney movie no it it's is not. completely off what they normally it's, do it was deep but that was at that time where they did more deep sort of creepy dark mm -hmm sort of and thing. very creepy and got like the USS Cygnus is a super gothic looking spaceship and I love the fucking design of it. It is yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. The models were great. The sets were great. So here's a funny little tidbit about that. When they made this movie, they asked ILM if they could rent their uh, uh, camera that they use for um, shots on a matte painting. And ILM said no. So they made their own, which turned out being an just strictly better version of the camera. 
uh, in your and face. Industrial it shows because magic. those scenes are so good. Like, I know a lot of people give this movie shit. Neil deGrasse Tyson gives this movie shit because there are points that are not scientifically accurate. There are points where even Kathy was saying, how are they still alive? So the, the big one is when they get into the probe ship with no, uh, with no spacesuits on, it's because when they went to go get the spacesuits, they looked fucking comical and terrible. And they're like, it'll be better just to not have any spacesuits. Trust me. And it's just, it's darker than a Disney movie, but it still feels action-packed and vaguely fun and whimsical at points. Oh, absolutely, yeah. The 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 Vincent and Bob thing was amazing. The whole, the duel with Star was was very fun. Uh, Yeah, and I love the robot designs. I love Vincent. I love old Bob. You get... You get Slim Pickens as old Bob, and you get uh, Roddy McDowell as Vincent. Just great. They both did great jobs uncredited in that movie. And the rest of the cast is pretty good. Maximilian Schell is fucking on point the entire movie. Anthony Perkins is good. I couldn't um, believe Ernest Borgnine was in Craig, it. I think her name is. Ernest Borgnine is awesome. He, he plays his role to the hilt. And Robert Forrester, who uh, passed uh, last year... Um, is one of my favorite actors because of that. He's a great, you know, he'll he'll put a, all his, his all to the role. He's never got a chance to really do a ton of stuff, and he was great as the captain. Who played the? I, see, I can't remember. I can't remember the uh, the the villain. Oh, Hans. Hans. Maximilian Schell played uh, played. Uh, yeah, he's uh, like a famous German actor. Yeah, and he he did a great job. He was. Sinister when he needed to be, charming when he needed to be, and creepy as fuck occasionally. And he played unhinged well when it came time. Oh, yes, that. he did. And it was all, yeah, the acting was good. I would uh, say this movie is is very much underrated concept, by people. The concept yeah. of it was really good. It was deep. It was deeper, and, and I didn't know what to expect because I've never read anything about the black hole. I never read a synopsis of it. I had no idea except that there was a black hole. And there was. And there was. Where does it lead? Hmm? Don't know. The movie doesn't even answer. No. I I totally could see it setting up for a sequel that never happened. And I was talking with a friend of mine. What? There was a comic book sequel to it. Oh, right. That's what he mentioned, that there was a comic book sequel to it. But how cool would it be, like, all these years later for them to, like, make the sequel? Because it's a black hole, so time and space totally... Have no meaning. Yeah. You could totally do it. I love the movie. Um, If you watch it, keep in mind when it was made. Keep in mind, like, the only scene that really gets a bit egregious is that there's a one scene where you're like, they should have space suits. Keep in mind they didn't because they didn't have time and their props would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Disney made a lot of those movies uh, because most matches mentioned Tron, which is another one of my favorites that was not well received in its time and should have been more well received. Oh, see, I saw Tron back in the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw it in the theater. I lived in North Carolina. I remember going up to the theater and my sister trying to crush my hand in the car door accidentally. (laughs) Wasn't traumatic at all. 
But there you go. Uh, um, it is a movie that some of us love because of nostalgia, but I very much enjoyed overall. Though we parts are like, eh, but most of the parts I feel people enjoy. Yeah, I didn't I don't know even. Was it? Yeah. But I, I'm I didn't a zero. have any ties to nostalgia. I would give it two space herpes, but that's just because of those what, huh? And the ending. Uh, but overall, I absolutely would watch it again. I, I enjoyed it despite two space herpes. It was really fun. And the concept was deep. It was deep and it was dark. Awesome. Uh, you got another one. Let's let's get your second one out of the way before Gonzo. The second it. one. The second one I watched <laughs> was Logan's Run. Oh my oh gosh. gosh. <laughs> I've seen Logan's Run. I don't think uh, my ex-boss John is listening, but uh, that is his favorite movie. I have not seen it in a million years. Like, I remember seeing it so long ago as a kid, and I'm sure it was because my dad had it on TV. Uh, that, that as a kid, I remember the Ankh symbol being oh, yeah, yeah. something oh, yeah, yeah. in my head, you know, and I didn't know why, but it was like connected to some kind of sinister something. Right? I mean, I'm talking about, like, when I say as a kid, I mean, maybe I was, must have been five or six. I mean, that's another movie. It's not really a five or six year old sort of a show, but I always watched TV with my dad and he didn't care. Um, So, (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it since then, but not for like, like 20 years or so. This is 76. This is pre-Star Wars. Oh, yeah. So, okay, 76. Yeah. Yeah, it's just just pre-Star Wars. Just on the cusp of Star Wars. Yeah, you Uh, gotta keep that in mind. Because, honestly, a lot of the models and effects they use hold up well. Others, not so much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, Ice Cave. I mean, basically, to me, (laughs) as I watched it now... Uh, it seems like the whole thing takes place in a mall. <laughs> you can say that. Until they get outside. Yeah, Michael York is leading that. I There's, love Michael York. Um, and then uh, Richard Jordan plays his other buddy, the other uh, Sandman. The Sandman, yeah. yeah. And he does a good job in that too. He never got oh, enough. Oh, he does. Vocals. Does yeah. And and he play and he comes unhinged towards the end. There, he gets really uh. A little crazy at the end, and he gets the crazy eyes, you know, and he does a really yeah. good job. But it's understandable no, that I like Future Shock sort of books, and this movie is that kind of Future Shock sort of, you know, that sort of, I don't want to say post-apocalyptic. Um, but it kind of is, because the whole society is based because of the apocalypse. Yeah, more, dystopian. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of a mix of the two. It's half of one and half of the other. Yeah. But I've always liked that sort of story. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, Brave New World and This Perfect Day and, and things like that. So I've always liked Logan's Run. And it was it was nice to see it again after so long. Yep. And it is, I would say to the modern crowd, it is technically underrated. It is a sci-fi classic. It's been remade in different versions many, many times, different, you know, the same theme, but never to the same sort of effect. If you 
keeping track when it was made. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. People should check it out. It's it's a classic. And the novel that it was based on was in the 60s. It, you know, it was in the 1960s when a lot of these future shock sort of dystopian books, you know, really came out. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, the 60s is when sci-fi really started to hit for sci-fi things where it was examining society uh, through the lens of sci-fi. Like, it sort of went to extremes and everything, but it sort of showed this is what the kind of shit that can happen. That was a lot of sci-fi's original thing, and this is definitely one of those. Yep. What do you give it? I'm still getting... I'm going to go with a couple of space herpes on this, too, because just because of the the age of it and there's cheesy things in it and it does so, take place basically in a mall. If I remember correctly, <laughs> when I reviewed this uh, a year and a half ago or so, um, I refused to, I didn't really put it on the space trippy scale. I put it on the Casablanca scale because it's old enough that I feel like it can't really hold up to modern movies. Oh, on a, on the, on a scale of Casablanca to cats, I would put it. Oof in the middle. I put it significantly closer to Casablanca than Cats. It is in that yeah, area. Yeah, it leans yeah, maybe it leans a little closer to Casablanca than Cats, but it's 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 somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But But yeah, doesn't um, Jenny Agater look good in her little flimsy uh okay. <laughs> shift? I mean And she does a much better job than Farrah Fawcett who is Oh hell yes. Present. Yeah, that's about yeah. Um, and Banyan mentions, because he watched the movie with me when I watched it uh, a year and a half ago, he said they could remake it. Absolutely, this is a movie that's ripe for a remake. It's time. It's been oh, yeah. I was thinking 50 the same thing. years almost. They could really do a cool Logan's run now. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and do it just straight up, just straight remake of it. It would be fine. And you you can change some things, but this is one where it's been long enough that a straight remake would not be unheard of, unlike you know other things. You go, I've never read the book, and I feel like I should read the book, the 1967 book by, I don't remember the guy, Nolan, Nolan. Uh, anyways. I, I kind of thinking they, they wanted to remake Logan's run. I just think it's just stuck in development hell. William F. Nolan. Okay. And George Clayton Johnson. Um, it's got pretty good ratings on, on Goodreads, too, so there you go. So, I guess we can let Gonzo talk about stuff again. Gonzo. Well, I was actually talking, and I said that I had a little bit of echo, so I had to fix that. Um, I watched, of course, the newest episode of WandaVision, um, and they finally got to the monkey. Uh, yeah. Can I, before you get into the good, can I get to the bad? What? Um. So... Two fucking hours into the series, basically, they get to the fucking monkey. Yikes. Yeah. it. Um, they finally get to it. You finally get to find out. I'm not going to spoil it because it just came out. Um, yeah. But they finally get to what's actually happening um, and what's going on. And um, the, the cast actually, of characters. I've heard it's good. It, it's really, really good. Um, I just, Kat Denning I'm is in it. I'm not sure I can get through the arrogance of two hours until you get to the fucking point. Yeah. Uh, it is a mistake. Yeah. But uh, Kat Dennings is in it, which I love her. Yeah. 
She plays her character Darcy okay. Lewis in it. So isn't uh, the Asian guy mm-hmm. from Ant Man and the Wasp? John Woo or John Woo? Not John, John Woo. Is it? Okay. Uh, no, John John Woo. Um, oh, yeah, I'm I'm forgetting his name. Uh, yeah, he's in it. Um, so I mean, you get to find out what's going on. The whole story, no, but they finally get into the meat of what's going on with Wanda and Vision and all this other stuff. And it gets kind of creepy at a couple of times. Uh, on some oh, Randall Park. Randall yeah. Park is the guy. But um, it it was actually really good. It was worth it. Um, did we need well, two hours? Can you just jump into episode four and go? I would say jump into episode three and go. Because episode three sets up for episode four and they refer back to episode three in episode four okay say so but i'm hesitant because if you watch episode three they they do a lot of callbacks on episode three and episode four so that's what i'm saying so So it would be something you you would get the background a bit better so would it be fair to say that they basically wasted an hour of our lives before getting to the fucking point they could have shortened, they could have done the first two episodes in one episode. Well, the thing is, I look at it, and this is truly, it was, it really you try to be. book your people, and not, like, rest on your fucking name. Yeah. That's what they're doing. That's what bothers me, it's the arrogance of it. And Marvel isn't usually this arrogant. It's not yeah. like, you're going to see it just because we're Marvel. But this is like, you're going to see it just because we're Marvel, and we're going to do all this extra bullshit. And unless it comes back to fruition at the end, which I fucking doubt, they just waste the time, and that's a mistake. And I really, learn from it. I really think that they could have condensed episode one and two into one thirty-minute episode, and then three as episode two, and then four, you know, references back to three. One and two, one was just playing off a of way too much. Two, you get a little bit of spoilers. Something you know, something's going on. Three, you're like, yeah. "What the fuck?" And then four, you're like, "Oh shit!" I did see that bit when uh, Banyan was watching it, and I was eating food, and I did see the bit in episode two where they sort of went off that something was going wrong, but it wasn't strong enough to keep me down there. I actually ended up bringing my food upstairs and eating up here. Yeah, I, um, I haven't read all the Scarlet Witch comics, most magic, but I'm very in touch with what went on in a lot of those, and. It's not my favorite storyline. It's kind of a crappy storyline, in my opinion, for some of it. The early stuff in West Coast Avengers was kind of cool. The later stuff, like House of M, not so much. Yeah. But personal opinion. I'm looking forward to the next one. Whether they go back to the sitcom stuff is well, to be seen. It's but... better now that you know that something's going on, and that's sort of the point. Yeah. Um, um, you know, if you, if, you, if you hook people with something strange is going on early you'll get them back for the next episodes. Yeah. We'll, we'll just have to see. Hopefully it keeps on getting better and better. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, I'm happy. Good with it. I watched other things, but we're running late. We're actually two minutes over. And, you know, Kathy's got to get her liquor on, and John's got to get his mech warrior on, and I've got to get my thief on. <laughs> I'm getting my what on? What? Your liquor. Your liquor on? Holy shit, Kathy. She's got to have, like, she's got that bottle of rum hidden underneath. <laughs> John's taking a shot for you, Kathy. 
No, no. Once this is over, I go to the Pyro Club channel <laughs> and I watch the last half of Harlan's Heroes, which is their Monster of the Week campaign. I mean, yeah, I'll probably go over to No Guts, No Galaxy TV on Twitch and um, hang out with Sean and the crew there for a bit. So so, so that's where and I'm get going. get laundry. Liquor, I, I didn't know it. where this is Banyan. <laughs> oh, somebody had to make that joke. Thank yeah. you, Banyan. Um, who are we going to send y'all to? Um, we should else? read the Pyro Club. Um, is go. it all one word? P-Y-R-O-C-L-E-D? Uh, we should be following them. Uh, we are oh, not. shit. We... Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. I got it. All right, guys. We appreciate y'all going here. We're going to send you to the Pyro Club. Uh, they're going to do some tabletop RPG. And uh, we'll watch them. Give them a good like. Send them and tell them that you did. Give some emotes out. Rate them. Have a good time. Um, for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. That's Kathy. Good night, people. Or I drink too much. Probably drink too much.